2: Well, good evening, and welcome to the same old Arsenal podcast on what can only be known as Happy Sunday. I mean, not only is this one of the best weekends for football, apart from the city result, uh. United just lost 7-0. <laughs> 7-0. I can tell you now. Let me just turn my phone off because it's going to beep. I can tell mm. you now. I did not see that coming. Anyway, everybody, welcome to the show. Everybody in the chat room, it's lovely to see you. I'm sure everybody is happy. Um, welcome. Please smash. Be. Please smash the like button if you're top of the league. Please subscribe if you're top of the league. We've got some great shows coming up for you. And this one is just one of them. I'd like to welcome back James E. Cook, as he's known. <laughs> Hello, James.
0: Hello, Amanda. Very pleased to be back. On, I've got to say, just before we start, I-, I am elated at the minute. But at the same time, I'm a little bit sad that this weekend is coming to a close. What a weekend it's been. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If Carlsberg did weekends, James, if Carlsberg did weekends. Um, Albert, welcome back. You were on last week, weren't you?
1: I, I was on last week. A, a week's a long time in football. Ask my United fans.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like Very that. It's true. Very
1: true. No, I to you back.
2: I to I actually, I was just saying to the two boys off, off air that I'm still all over the place. I feel like I've just come out the ground now. And the fact that it's over 24 hours, I, I actually, it's its the most weirdest feeling. For all of you, you all know that my favourite goal on the planet will always be Michael Thomas at Anfield. But I actually think this has to come a close second. I don't think I've ever gone that mental at the Emirates in my entire life. And watching everybody else go mental was was just the best i mean let's not go all the way to that part yet we've got to digest everything and talk about the whole game but just before we do i have a little video to play for everybody hold on one moment um i will have it ready the last opportunity of the game because odegaard has a corner Over on the far side, swings it onto the edge of the six yard box. Bournemouth cleared away. Reese Nelson with the strike! Oh my word! What a hit that is! From Reese Nelson! On as a substitute for Arsenal! And he's just gone and won it! This place has gone bizarre! Arsenal three! Bournemouth 2, Mikel Arteta's down the touchline, there are fans all around me, Bournemouth players are down, and Arsenal have won it in the 97th minute, unbelievable. It is
1: absolute bedlam at the Emirates, there are substitutes on, Bench on, Mikel Arteta's gone down the touchline. Wow. Gary O'Neill just takes a sip of water and drops his bottle to the ground. One of the Arsenal players, I couldn't see who that was because his face was covered. Was it was not bad. They were in tears at that.
2: Incredible. This place is absolutely jumping. We, we are sat right in the middle of the Arsenal fans. You can hear them. We are top of the league. And Rhys Nelson on the edge of the area smashed it into the bottom right-hand corner. You could not write this. I said on Wednesday they believed that they could do this. Well, they certainly can do now. What an afternoon. What a game. And what a finish. Oh, I just thought I'd play that again. I must have listened to that about 83 times. Um, Has that all got your juices flowing, James?
0: Oh, it's got more than my juices flowing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. That, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much you want me to go into detail. No,
2: I don't. I that, don't. That's no. my fault. You I know. couldn't find yeah, okay. You couldn't I help know, yourself. I couldn't help myself because I knew that I'd forget oh, and I want to. And God. before we start, we have to really give a big happy birthday to Nigel Plum. He's 21 well, nice. again. Happy birthday, Nigel. And thank you well, for moderating. Well, nice. um, Nigel said, I'm sad to see this weekend ends. It's my birthday today. Yeah. What a present you had yesterday. And yeah. what a present you had tonight with the Liverpool score. Anyway, moving on. Okay, boys. I'm assuming you were both at the ground yesterday.
1: Oh It was, yeah, I was. It was. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. Yeah. Um
2: so Albert, talk to me about the lineup.
1: Um, I mean, firstly, um a big up to Arsenal ladies, by the way. Brilliant win. Um
2: oh, yes, he's on my list.
1: You know, super they won cool, the, cool. the
2: Concy Cup. This is yeah, their sixth beautiful. time. Beautiful. Big up the Gooner Girls. <laughs> brilliant that um, one's
1: sorry right. yeah no it's all right Amanda no I, I actually I actually wasn't too I wasn't too um that upset with the lineup I, I get people talk about changing the winning lineup but Amanda we've got not loads and loads of games left and we do need to give some of the fringe guys get them in the team to, to contribute a bit more so I wasn't too beat up about the lineup um I heard some of the grumblings between other Arsenal fans about the lineup, which, which 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 happens anyway. But um hindsight's a beautiful thing, Amanda, isn't it? Um obviously with substitutions. But I, I generally wasn't that ups- that disappointed about the lineup.
2: James, did you have any thoughts about it? To be honest, I didn't even know the lineup till about ten minutes before. I was so busy chatting to people and getting in the ground and I just went, who's playing? Because to me, I just trust the manager. So
0: no, I was really excited about the lineup. To be fair, I mean there weren't wholesale changes, but the changes that we did make, I thought, were were good ones. Tommy Asu coming in for White. I've always seen that as a relatively risk free change, especially at home in a game against Bournemouth with all due respect to them obviously he didn't have the best 45 but the luxury is we've got super Benny Blanco on the bench who can come on at halftime and do exactly what he did Um, and then Vieira is someone that I've been shouting out to start for a while Mm. it's just been finding that opportunity for him to start a game and again at home to Bournemouth I think this was the perfect game for him to start in and I thought he he did okay I'm not going to sit here and wax lyrical about him because he you know he wasn't Tearing up any trees, but um was positive. He certainly built on what I thought were good performances off the bench. But the only thing I would say about him was particularly in transition against us, I really noticed a big gaping hole in midfield where Jacker normally occupies that space. I thought we were a lot more susceptible to damage in the middle of the park, but I was happy with the changes.
2: Yeah. Um, but what we wasn't happy with <laughs> Oh
0: my god, I know.
2: Well, I, I mean. I don't. I think it's the second quickest goal in the Premier League I've heard. Yeah. I don't know how anything could be any quicker, but that's down that's down my side. I'm on the East End, and you're watching the kickoff, and then all of a sudden, Zinny's not really concentrating. You've got three Bournemouth players encroaching. You've got Gabriel that missed the block. Saliba yeah. anticipating Gabriel missed the, getting the ball, and he scores. And on no word of a lie, I actually laughed out loud. I did. I laughed. I went, what? (laughs) I hadn't even literally sort of put my glasses on to watch. It was so quick. And everyone that I'd asked this week, everyone was saying 4-0, 3-0, 5-0, 4-1, whatever. I went 3-0. Well, that was out the window straight away. Could you have written that, Albert?
1: Um, Amanda, for for different reasons in terms of like score predictions, you touched on. Um, I, I actually mm. went Arsenal to win three one, but that's because I like a little bit of a a, a bet on this particular coupon <laughs> for the bookies, which <laughs> is a good return if you get it right. But um, yeah, I, I actually thought, I actually thought Arsenal would concede, um, just because as good as our home form is, Amanda, uh, mm. we concede too many goals. Um, and if you look at actually the goals we concede at the Emirates. There's not many you're going to find where we've been cut. We've been cut open by teams, and teams have planned done a bit of brilliant, a bit of play. We gift wrap goals. I mean, even I was shocked yesterday how quickly we conceded. I mean, as you said, second fastest goal in um, Premier League history, uh, and it was a shock to the system. Um, a massive, massive shock. Silence around the stadium yesterday. Um, you just couldn't believe it. Um, you know, you want to start games well. Obviously, being at home and the record we have. Mm. As I mentioned, my words were, it was a nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Um, and I did think we get back into it quickly, but uh, as, as things kind of went on about it, it didn't really work out like that, did it?
2: No. We dominated. Yeah. Um, they made a couple of saves. But, James, I mean, obviously in hindsight, were you a bit concerned that we go in the first half and it's 1-0 down? Um, I mean we had chances we dominated we knew they were going to low block anyway yet alone they're even more low blocked because they were one nil up yeah, they didn't yeah. even have to come out they didn't have to do anything and they had chances I mean I mean obviously we'll get into the Rams down in a second but you know during the first half I'm actually sitting there and in my head going we're, we're only going to be two points clear here we've got to mm. go to City so the, the it's in their hands as much as ours now. And my whole brain is is trying to work this all out. But then I'm going, it's 1-0 to Bournemouth. Surely we're going to score.
0: Yeah, I, um, just touching on the first goal very quickly. Um, like like you guys, when, when it went in, I was absolutely dumbfounded. Like, I, yeah. like, like there were people around me genuinely just kind of like you... Amanda, they, they were chuckling a little bit because they were like, how on earth has this happened? And it was kind of non-reactive. um. But yeah. at the same time, you know, we conceded in the opening 10 seconds. We got the entire match to play. There was no reason to, to panic, really. Um. But I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the goal. But looking at it back after the game, I was just wondering if there should have been a potential VAR check on it because there are players from Bournemouth mm-hmm. encroaching into our half. I mean, there's one that's well over the line. Um. And from my understanding, if that is to be the case, surely they should have gone back and disallowed the goal from there. I might be wrong but I just I look at it back in hindsight that that you know it's one of the rules of football you can't have players in your half on kickoff right um so yeah I mean it was it's frustrating that, that things like that happen and um I, I thought like we we've come up against uh you know teams like Everton and we struggled to break them down for the first 40 minutes um I thought in the game against Everton in particular we we just didn't really create any clear-cut chances. Whereas I thought we did in this game. I, you know, Martin only hit the post. Um, Erdogan had a really good shot saved. I think Saka forced a really good save out of Neto as well. So we had opportunities. We just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So I wasn't overly concerned. But my main concern was Bournemouth, um, had they now they had got that goal. It really did give them something to sit on and sit even deeper and make things even more difficult for us. Mm. And I think those predictions that all of our you know friends w- were saying, the 3 4 nils. I don't think there's any reason why it couldn't have been that game. You know, if we score first, the whole dynamic changes but because of what happened in that opening 10 seconds, obviously the, the game turns on its head and I actually think we've done incredibly well to win this game given the circumstances that happened. But um, I wasn't overly concerned but like you, I was having those thoughts of good God, if we don't win this, that's going to feel significant Like looking at the games we have got away from home, Bournemouth at home, a team that could very well go down this season, you can't not win this game.
2: However, the Bournemouth manager came out and said that he, they planned this in training. This was something they have worked on. They watched us and it worked amazingly. Um, so, I mean, I found the uh, first half frustrating. Um, side-to-side football, we, we're going to have to get used to it, unfortunately. This is the new way everyone's playing against us. The only team that will not do this is when we go to City and and Liverpool. They'll be the only two that don't do it. The only two that will have a massive chance will either get absolutely hammered at or we'll beat them. And it'll be a wonderful display of football. Um, Okay, so we had 80% domination overall the whole game, which is incredible. We had 31 shots, 31, nine were on target. We made, they made 60 clearances this is how much we dominated this game. Sorry, I have written it down. But let, let's just go on to the bit where, unfortunately, and we're all gutted that Trossard gets injured. Um, but but on the on the good side, it was lovely to see ESR come on the pitch. But I'm assuming he wasn't planned to be on that quickly. Yeah. Because Albert, as you know, he went off, and we'll talk about that as well. Um, it was lovely to see. He didn't look exactly right, but he hasn't played for so long. We are going to have to give him a lot of time aren't we, to settle back
1: in. Yeah, Trosside. When he for me, I know it's a drop-off. I know it's a drop-off in our play when he came off. Um,
2: yeah,
1: it was difficult. Like you said, it didn't help the score in, in, in nine seconds. I still can't believe I'm saying it. Um, but the big side, Bournemouth, man. Um, Solanke, Senesi, um, Billing, big Stevens at the back, D- big, big side. So mm. if we're gonna break them down like we did against Everton in the week, we, we was gonna have to go in the wide areas and get cut back crosses in because obviously height wise we're not gonna unless it's at set pieces we're not going to compete with him in open play because they're just a they're massive side they're physically imposing but um yeah the, the build-up play like i said with with Zinchenko particularly obviously he plays in that inverted role so it is risk and reward and i said that to some Arsenal fans like he's going to get it right sometimes if he, if he gets it right it's fantastic when it, the play is a bit slow, you know, he's an extra man in midfield and it makes it a bit more tight, but then you've got to use your wide a bit more. But yeah, with the ESR thing, good to see him back, you're right. Um, I don't think Arsenal would have particularly really would have used him um, yesterday if, no. if, if if the first 45 minutes had gone a bit better or 60 minutes. But um, yeah, I hope Trossard is not too serious um, yeah. because he's, he's, he's done well since he's come to Arsenal. So I hope he's not too serious.
2: Um, shame, wasn't it? James, but, you know, weirdly, I think Carwood said to me when we were sitting there yesterday, he said he probably will sub him in the second half, or my cousin said it, I can't remember, um, because he wasn't planned to be on maybe the last 15 minutes, which, I mean, obviously, in hindsight for anything, it's just, it's all worked out well anyway, we just hope Trossard's... Um, Back. Is there a, uh, people want to know if there's any word on Trossard does anybody know anything because I don't know anything oh, I haven't heard good. Good. I'm hearing a mixture
0: um, of it's a muscular problem and it's precautionary but I would say on that I, I quite like that we didn't mess about with taking him off as soon as we knew he was injured he was like right you know we've got the options on the bench let's not risk it
2: sorry David we don't know but I heard muscular as well but mm. it is what it is we just have to get on with it and look towards sporting Lisbon and hopefully will be back soon um, ok so half time comes I said to Carl at halftime, they'll be out early. He did it at Aston Villa when he was annoyed with them. They were out early. They were huddled. They were talking way before the ref came out on the pitch, way before Bournemouth. Um, The second half starts. Oh, dear. God! And then they go 2-0 up, Albert. And now I'm thinking, I've I've never thought we're going to win the league. I've Mm -hmm. never thought we're not going to win the league. I'm going game by game at the moment. And for me, in my head, I was going, we're two points clear. We've got to go to City. If they win every game, it's theirs. This is what this is what it's done to us now. It's and in, and in a weird way, I know this is going to sound very strange to everybody, but watching Arsenal at the moment is not an enjoyable thing, unless we're 4-0 up, because we are so desperate, aren't we, to win every single game to win the title. It's now become like a job. Do you understand what I mean by that, Albert?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I mean, you know what it was? I think Bournemouth wasted a lot of time as as well, the goalkeeper. I mean, we'll talk about that a bit further, going down with cramp. I've never seen a goalkeeper go down with a cramp in my life. No, um, everyone did that. So, um, yeah, they took so long to take the corner. I think Arsenal must have fallen asleep. They got completely sucker punched and um, very, very poor goal. Um, Part is completely, I still think said the other guy I wasn't even looking, Um Parties just completely let him run. And before you know it, we're 2-0 down. And it's like, how, how, is this, how has this happened? Um, I think Arsenal fans were confident, sort of come half-time, were reasonably confident we could get back into it. Um, but yeah, to, to, to get, to concede that goal to go 2-0, um, huge, huge problems. But I did think also, if Arsenal could get one back relatively quickly, um, this it's game time. And it absolutely was when we got that first goal back.
2: How did you feel, James? Did you think that even at two 0 that we had a chance, and the way we were playing, and the fact the chances weren't going in?
0: Mm, great question. Uh, your emotions are so mixed in in the thick of it. Like you, you, you're thinking the absolute worst case scenario, but you're also thinking, "Come on, like we can put goals past anyone." Um, so yeah, like you, you said, Albert, if we if we got one, then I definitely think if we got it quickly as well, which we did, then it's game on. Like, it's then you know. This, this is Bournemouth, this is Arsenal, we we have all the potential to do it. If, there, if there's any team in the world at the minute that can do it, it's us. And we should have a bit more belief. But obviously, 2-0 in the Premier League is a tough scoreline to come back from. Yeah, Really tough. With from half a, an hour left as well.
2: From a team that's fighting relegation as well. And, yeah. and I didn't actually think Bournemouth played that badly. No, I, I, I thought Bournemouth thought, were good, they, defensively. They were, yeah, defensively, I thought they were really good. Um, and then then comes something that's really important. Ramsdale and his saves. Because if that goes in, I'm sorry, we're not coming back. N- not from 3-0. So, he he's not... You know, he was playing virtually on the cent- uh, the halfway line, Albert. Did you see Ramsdale on the halfway line the whole time? My nerves <laughs> were shocked.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. And also, as well, Amanda, that, that, that chart's in the first half because... If, if they'd have scored that, that wasn't that wouldn't have been given offside. No. Because no. the, fl- the flag stayed down. So, yep. if they have gone 2-0 at half-time, wow. Um, yeah. I think I heard the stat, man. I, don't, I heard this today on um, Super Sunday Match. Said. Is, it, is that Arsenal have never... Have, Arsenal haven't come back from 2-0 down. It, was it in a decade? I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I said, yeah, wow, that, that's a I've long time. That. Yeah, not too clear, but I literally 2-0 down. I was like, wow. Um, I didn't know that. So... I think it proves even more yesterday was fantastic. But yeah, you made a good point, man. The Ramsdale, that first half, especially that save was brilliant because if we go two, nil down. Yeah, it, it, listen, as good as we are at home, that, that's a tough comeback, man, against a team that are fighting for relegation. Okay, round two. Name something that's not
0: boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
2: Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. apply. Absolutely. My heart was was in my mouth at that time, James, because, as you know, 3-0, that's a tough ask. So, we <sighs> Tommy comes off, doesn't he, at half-time? We forgot to mention that. Ben comes on, um, gives us a bit more width, overlaps a little bit more, gives us something different. I feel sorry for Tommy because before the injury, he was absolutely awesome. And it's going to take him time, isn't it, to come back and be the Tommy that we know because he was making mistakes yesterday.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't looking at him, though, and thinking – he needs to come off. Like, he really needs to come off. Mm. Um, There was nothing glaringly bad about his performance. I think it's just he wasn't offering enough, and it's just as simple as that. Um, Whereas, you know, when when Ben White came on, uh, in terms of possession and technical quality, it really felt like we went up a level. He really supported Saka a lot more, obviously got in that position to score the goal himself. Um, Just what he does with the ball at his feet and his intelligence, Mm. it is you know, it's second to none. It's absolutely fantastic. And that's not to say that Tom Yesus isn't, but where he is still, you know, maybe running at 70%, he's just not there yet. But I don't think we should be pointing the finger at him and saying he was poor because I don't think he was really, really, really bad. And I expect him to start on Thursday night and have a solid performance. Um, But yeah, Ben White at the minute, there's just not a better right back in the league than him.
2: No, I Um, agree. So let's start, with the comeback, the fight back—I mean, all easy. of the goals. Mm. <laughs> Albert, take us through the first goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it was a bit of—I I, I can't remember the play. I've just gone out of my head. I can't remember the play exactly, like from point to point. But I know, obviously, ESR has put the ball back into a dangerous area, and Thomas. I said this at the time; people were laughing that Thomas Part did his best, did his best to not score. <laughs> Because he'd come off the goalkeeper and went into net, but yeah, he was in the right area at the, at the right time, and I think we got that goal. I think it might have been about ten minutes or so, or just over ten minutes after they scored the second. But like I said before, and in like in the, in the segment before, like if we could get the if we could get the goals to get back to two one, listen, this this was, this was get the game time was on, and it, and it and it really really was because um, you need the crowd was going to get behind the players anyway, as they have done the entire season um, at our fortress, the Emirates, but. Then they really had something to get behind. Because obviously the importance of the game and City winning the game earlier during the midday kickoff. And you know, we, we don't want to do be dropping points at home against yeah. no disrespect to Bournemouth. So yeah, to get the, Thomas Party getting the goal. Um <laughs> Ben Ben White getting his first Arsenal goal. It's it's insane about it. It was mad. Um I don't think any Arsenal fan knew at the time that had have gone over the line, but obviously see the replay well over. Um Great play by Reece Nelson again, who came on. Wow, I mean, I right? That... Hold on,
2: let's just go back on. up a sec. So the first goal. So we're now two one. Now, what's going through your head, Albert? Do you think we're going to get a draw, or do you think we're going to go on to win it? Or was you not thinking like that?
1: No, not to win it. Um, yeah, you got you got to. Got to um, let's you got you got to walk before you can run in here. So we <laughs> get back to 2 one. But yeah, it, it, it's, if we could get the second goal quickly. Um, then there's a possibility we could win it because we, we, when we got the second, it was, I think it was about just under 20, 20 minutes left, I think. Um, so there was enough time to try and get the winner, but I thought if we get it back to two all that we were definitely in the ascendancy to get the third pretty quickly as well. Because Bournemouth, which were, they, they weren't even really equipped to hit us on the counter, they got physical like players and, and speed, but um, yeah, I, I thought get it to two all plenty of time as we did, and then. Yeah, we could definitely go on and get the victory.
2: Um, So ESR goes off at 69 minutes. James, Nelson comes on. We're all very pleased to see him. And we're not just saying that because he's got the goal. We are all very pleased to see him after all the injuries and all the knocks he's had. He always had potential. Unfortunately, the injuries hindered him. So ESR, ESR goes off, which I'm not surprised at. And then... And then goal two. <laughs> I mean, the place went mental. It did on goal two, but nothing like goal three. I sound like an American, goal two, goal three. Number two, talk us through it.
0: You want me to talk through a number two? That sounds like risky business. <laughs> um, frankly, this is a good one, not not the one we're all thinking about. Um, just touch on the first goal quickly. Uh got to say, although it was a rusty performance from Smith Rowan, he's coming back to full finish. That header to put the ball oh. on a plate for Partey, that is top draw. Like That is top, top class. From a guy that's not really renowned for his headers, yeah, I was really, really buzzing for him that he got got an assist and played a pivotal part in this comeback. So, although he did come off and although it was rusty, got to be happy for Smith Road Again, another one that I expect to see start on Thursday and continue his recovery back to the the player we know he can be. But that second goal, like the Place just went berserk. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, we know how crazy he went on the third one, but my God, uh, that was something else. Because we had so much time as well. Because mm. um, we, like you say, Albert, we had, um, you know, if you're included in stoppage time, I mean, we had about 25 minutes to go and win that game still. So it was very much in our hands. We were in the ascendancy. Couldn't have asked for a player more deserving of a goal. Um, fantastic finish as well. Brilliant cross by Reese Nelson on his weaker foot. I mean, he changed. he did change. How this game was flowing. Like he definitely brought it up a level, Reese Nelson. Um, and he's continued his excellent form that he left just before he picked up that injury during the um like the, the mini season friendlies we had in the World Cup break. So I'm I'm really pleased that his level was not dipped despite having that injury knock. And I mean, we're gonna talk about Reese Nelson, I'm sure, in his own little yeah. segment. But the fact that this is a guy that, you know, has been back recently and hasn't even made the match day squads because like Enquetti has been in front of him. I mean mental character of this guy like has got to be top 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 so yeah buzzing for him buzzing for Ben White to get that second goal um but we do like to uh leave it a big chunk of time before we get the third one just as we did in the Villa game but I won't take the limelight on that one just yet
2: <laughs> so then Jacker comes on for Vieira in the 84th minute you can see I've done my uh work today um and, and, and the Nelson cross to Ben White was lovely. Ben White smashes it in. But, f- again, I'm on the side, aren't I? So I can see. For me, I didn't even know it crossed the line. So I sat back down. And then as I've sat back down thinking we, we've not scored, the whole place goes mad. I've had to jump up. So I've had to watch it on the screen because I didn't even know it crossed the line. And, and, and there are moments, aren't there, where we, it's delayed celebrating you know, obviously the third one, no, but the second, it was a, it was so strange. And then you're sitting there, you're going, this is an arsenal of old. We would never have come back from 2-0 to 2-all and for us to even think that we could go and win it. So the fact that we go 1-0 down and we cheer our players The fact that we go 2-0 down and cheer our players. I think I read a Bournemouth fan who was there said they've never heard support like it for a team that is 2-0 down. Where we have always been slated for our support at the Emirates. The quiet, that they used to call it Highbury Library. Um, You know, the Emirates was never, never that good since about halfway through the the end of last season. Um, It's all changed. I mean, i've never in all my years cheered i've never booed but cheered at 2-0 to get your team back but wow For, for those that don't go to the emirates for those that don't live in england or london or even go anywhere around this world i do hope truly you get to go to one game just to experience it because it is completely and utterly changed now I, I, I did a tweet yesterday about the drum. I'm not going to even go into it too much. I'm I'm really, really not. Okay. I don't like it. It's monotonous. It just bang, bang, bang. It doesn't even go with tune. It's not for me. It doesn't mean other people. Um, It doesn't mean anyone has to agree with me. I just don't like it. What I do love is the singing and, and the the anticipation in the crowd. And I love it all. I love the atmosphere. I love it all. I'm just not a fan of the drum. Anyway, moving on. So we are. It's two all, Albert. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but I don't think anyone could have sat there and said what was going to happen. So let's put everyone in the picture. Not that you don't know. Bournemouth from minute one were time wasting. There is no doubt that goalkeeper was driving me mad. The referee should have booked him after five minutes and then he won't do it anymore. It is really common sense, isn't it, boys? Just book him. He won't do anymore, but he books him too late. And then they're never going to send him off for time wasting. So there's no point booking him, in my eyes, because they're never going to send him off. Time wasting, their players going down every five seconds was getting to the point where every team is doing this. And I was saying to Carl, you should have 10 minutes extra time here. There is so much, so much going on. That they've done, there's been obviously, there's been goals, substitutes, them going down every five seconds. Albert, you mentioned about the goalkeeper, which will come into extra time. So when they put six minutes up, and I'm going to come to you with this, James, because we were just talking about this. I saw people leaving. Now, I'm just going to give you a little story before I pass it on to James. When I was at Anfield in 89, I was a stroppy teenager. Not much has changed, but I was stroppy 18 we were one nil up we had to score two just for those that don't know um and we were playing at liverpool and i looked to my dad and i went i think we better go we're not going to score here we're just not going to score here and he looked at me and he went first of all we never leave a game early and second of all i think we're going to score and mickey thomas had just missed that chance I wanted to get out of Liverpool. I wanted to get home. We hadn't won the league. That was it. Now, if my dad wouldn't have said that to me, I would have missed the most important goal of my life because I left early. And I would never have lived it down. I've never have forgiven myself. But he made us stay. And from that moment on, I and I will never say never left a game early unless there is an absolute reason, as in I've got a function or I've got to pick my son up, I've never left a game early. So, James, you were saying, and I was saying, I was watching people leave. Not thousands, to be fair, but I was watching people leave. And I'm thinking, you're two all. You've got about eight minutes to go or ten minutes. What is so urgent that you've got to leave?
0: Yeah, um, just very quickly on the time-wasting thing. I mean, it was obvious Neto was doing it all game and players were going down. But one thing that I feel like has been a glaring issue in recent weeks and is becoming more and more and more prevalent is players going down with head injuries. Um, I feel like it's becoming such a cheat code almost when a team is attacking, when they just fall to the floor and put their hands over their heads because we all know the referees are immediately going to stop play if they assume that there's a head injury. But that is coming at the detriment of teams that are attacking and it's just so easy for players to just fall to the floor and put their hands on their heads. And it just kills all momentum, um, and I think that's something that's really got to be reviewed about how that is refereed in the summer, uh, because yeah. that just can't continue. Such a massive problem. But on people leaving early, I mean, I'm not calling people out. People have their own reasons that they've got to leave early, but they're in the area I sit in. Um, it's you know, is a good mixture of the people around me. Are, they, they're the same people I've been going with for five six years. Mm. Um, they're all season ticket holders, you know. We're not, I wouldn't call us friends, but we all, you know, we all know each other because we we sit in that area and have done for so long. But there's two people in front of me that leave every single game without fail on 70 minutes. I've no idea why. Doesn't matter what the score is, doesn't matter what time the kickoff is, could be half twelve, it could be eight o'clock at night, they always leave. On 70 minutes. If I
2: sat there, James, I'd have to ask him. You know what I'm like? I'd have to ask him and just say, excuse me, I, I'm fascinated. You're missing 20 minutes of a game.
0: Yeah, and when you think they're, they're season ticket holders, if you add up the financials, you know, they're probably missing out four, five... Well, I mean, we know how much Arsenal season tickets are. They must be missing about 400 quid worth for their season ticket. I can't get my head around it. they just so nonchalantly leave um and there are times as well where you know this is a common problem at arsenal but people just don't put their tickets on the ticket exchange and for europa league games because there are, there are going to be people that don't get to go to arsenal games a lot red members that would love to go to sporting at home because there will be tickets available for that i'm sure mm. um but there will be season tickets that just don't put their ticket on the season ticket exchange. And that really riles me up because where the tickets are in such high demand, even if yeah. you're going to see the Arsenal first, first team, awesome. just to be able to go and experience the atmosphere. I'd implore anyone that's got a season ticket. You've got to give it up if you can't make the game. You have to because people want to go and see Arsenal right now. And it's it's just not fair.
2: It isn't. And I I couldn't go to a couple of the Europa matches straight on ticket exchange. I'd like to actually give my ticket to someone, but it's harder to do that. It was gone within about five minutes. And I said this to all the people around me that don't go to the Europa. I don't care if it's only 20 quid you get back. Just give it to someone to sit in your seat and have the enjoyment of possibly, and I'm saying possibly, watching the, you know, all right, I'll say league leaders. I'm not gonna say anything else, but you know, give them a chance because we've got season tickets. So we've it's we just go whenever I've got so many people DMing me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, asking how they can I can get them a ticket. I've yeah, never this, experienced this. this
0: it. I've never experienced that either. I, I I check um so very rarely I check my Twitter requested messages, and I've got people just saying, Can I have your ticket? For the game, like, is there any chance you're not going to this game in April? Can I have yeah. it? I'm like, what? What the hell? Like, this is so weird. But it shows where we are at the minute.
2: No, it totally does. And and and, all right, let's let's forget the tickets because that is another subject we could go on about. And it isn't fair. And I know silver members really struggle. Red member, it's it really is. It's heartbreaking. I and I mean that. And I'm not even being dramatic mm. to miss out on what we experienced yesterday. Because, and I did see empty seats. Not many, granted, yeah. but I did. I saw a block of a block in the clock end where there were six empty seats, I counted. Um, and I was sad, really, really sad, because even if the touts can't sell them, give them away with five minutes to go. Just, just give them away, because we want as many people in there um, to celebrate what we're watching. But the shameless time wasting, um, I actually tweeted about 4.37. I think that was the time I said, Due to their shameless time wasting, we're going to score in the 94th minute here and it'd be calmer. It'd be down to them. We've had this before where they think their time wasting is helping. Really, it doesn't because because of where we are and who we are at the moment, Albert. We're coming to life in the last 20 minutes of a game. You really don't want an extra. Well, he put six minutes up. I was quite disappointed. I thought it was going to be eight minutes anyway. Um, however, it was all us. If anyone was going to score, it was going to be us. Um, and then. I mean, look, I'm going to, both of you, I'm going to talk through the goal and I'm going to talk through my experience as well. Um, it was an incredible moment and it's something that we'll always remember, like we always talk about the Aston Villa game and the United at home. We'll always, this is, this is, this is, and I honestly said it straight away, these games win you titles. This is what United used to do in the 90s. This is what Liverpool did in the 80s. You might not play so great, but you win games, they win your titles. Straight away in my head, I was thinking, I can't think like this. And then I started looking because I don't normally do this. I always go to the next game. And I started looking a few games and I pulled myself back and went, no, Sporting Lisbon and Fulham in the league. That is it. I'm not even, I don't even know. Don't know the next game. So then we get all the pundits or some pundits, we're going to talk about Gary Neville in a minute, um, saying we're lucky. you got rival fans saying we're lucky. Let me tell you, we should have had three penalties yesterday. I've watched them. Out of four VAR issues, the fourth one definitely wasn't a penalty. The three of them were penalties. So, lucky, Albert. Talk to me about being lucky.
1: <sighs> well, they they would say that, wouldn't they? But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's funny because I, I think... If if the if the, the narrative would be very different if um that game yesterday and it was Man City playing a well, world class side, you know, showing their metal, you know, won four leagues out of five, it, it would have been different. Um but when we when we won the game yesterday, it's cause we we beat Bournemouth. But it's not it's not because we beat Bournemouth, it's how we won the game. Um so I don't get that. Um so we're touching on sort of the time wasted. Yeah, I thought it should, I thought it'd be more than six minutes or seven minutes. I yeah, it that did good. I. Um, like I said, I've never seen a goalkeeper go down like a cramp uh, in my life watching football. Um no. so in, and he actually didn't get booked for the time wasted, he got booked for descent.
2: Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah was, he got
2: booked for dissent, didn't he? Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, it's crazy. I said, Yeah, but um that could be eradicated anyway like next season if, if if the um PGML really wanna do it or crack down on it. But um, yeah, it's it's funny with the um the Arsenal thing because even when they talk about United, for example, you know they're so desperate to talk about them in a title race sort of narrative. I'm like, they're not in it. They're not in the title race, and that's not being disrespectful. Then they're, they're not. They're, well, they're definitely not offered today anyway. But um, yeah, and man, of the game. Um, yeah, big up, Reese Nelson. Sorry, by the way, what uh, 64 minutes of Premier League football. Um, he comes on, and he just gave us for me a bit more, a bit more natural width. But um, in terms of the goal, we we talk about that, the winning goal. Uh, I mean, from my point of view, Fabio Vieira has absolutely skyed that one over the bar. And everyone probably thought the game's done. I was on the stairs, Amanda. I was on the stairs, I was ready to go. I was on the stairs, on the stairs, the corner was there. Still in the stadium, goes in and then obviously just complete bedlam. I mean, to take it down and touch the way you've done it... Um, Rich Nelson, and, and, and to strike it, it's not many times out of 10 you're going to strike the ball that well on your weaker foot. Um, weaker as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was incredible. Um, keys went everywhere, phone went everywhere, whatever's in my pockets went everywhere. That 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 was something else. I mean, I've been lucky enough to go to the Emirates and see some... <laughs> I was there for Valentine's Day with Welbeck and Leicester, which was, yeah. which was incredible. Um, but that yesterday was was something I've never experienced at a football game.
2: at luckylandslots.com available to players in the u.s excluding washington and michigan no purchase necessary vgw group void were prohibited by law 18 plus turns and conditions supply
1: i've never hugged so many people in my life well, that's everyone... what
2: was going on wasn't it Albert? Yeah, yeah, it, everyone was, quite, it, was, it was
1: it was bedlam honestly I, i've <laughs> like i said i was on the stairs man on the road that i sit in i was i was like Ah, oh, viera's put over the bar and for that goal to go in and for him to take it away done it was incredible um even his celebration was cool. I was like, I don't know. It'd be me, I'd have been in the stands. But, car, mate, yeah. Uh, Amanda, football. Uh, what, what can I say? Um, just really, really happy to have been there. And as you know, I've you know, i got a good friend of mine who's a season ticket holder and he can't get to a lot of the games. So he splits the games, like what, what games we're going to go to. So you're thinking, all right, I've got a ball for home and you get what you got yesterday. That That's priceless, man. That was incredible. I've um, never seen anything like that in my life incredible.
2: And if you weren't there, and if you weren't an Arsenal fan, because you didn't have to be there to enjoy that, because Mm. I have seen fans around the world, in all countries, in all places, going mental. Um, But to actually be there, Albert, Mm. was, I I mean, for me, I was there for Welbeck, and we went mad. (laughs) It wasn't like yesterday. It just, it didn't have that, the, the the comeback. I just don't know. It just didn't have that same feeling. Yesterday, I'm, I'm, James, you go next, and then I'll I'll talk about my feeling on it. <sighs>
0: Where to start? Um <laughs> I'll play I play mean, the video again? I <laughs> uh, think I think you might have to. Um, f- firstly, on the goal, world class finish. Mm. absolutely that's not being spoken about enough because the moment the significance of the moment was unbelievable but Shoot. the poise to take that down hit it on the half volley in the top corner that that's a goal Messi himself would be proud of absolutely sensational and for Reese Nelson like I say who has been out for so long has been fit but hasn't made the matchday squads because he's kind of been seen as surplus to requirements over the past couple of games to come in and do that mentality monster and showed us exactly what he can do. And I seriously hope he starts on Thursday night and I hope that he isn't, you know, surplus to requirements at the weekend against Fulham because he's, he's such an asset Um, and he's playing for a contract. He's playing for his future, but you know, I don't want to say he's got a future at Arsenal just yet, but if he's able to contribute in that way a bit more often towards the end of the season, there's no reason why it shouldn't happen. I mean, anything's possible in football. And I, I'm incredibly proud of him. I'm so happy for him. And what it meant to our supporters in the grounds. I mean, like you guys, I was there when Welbeck put that header in against Leicester. I was I was there when we came back from 2-0 down against Spurs to beat them 5-2. Um, when we beat Bayern Munich 2-0 in 2015. I mean, I've been to some unbelievable games at the Emirates. That was the best one that would, that probably was the best one I've ever been to um just the the mix of emotions the extreme lows to the well, they're even beyond extreme highs it was beyond bedlam um guy in front of me just on his knees in tears <laughs> people trying to pull me forward across their chairs people behind me trying to pull me up towards them the guy to my left like just wouldn't let go of me um you know, an old boy to my right just like praying. It was, yeah, it was just. It was, emo-
1: it was, emo- it was, emo- it emo- was, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I was, I was, I had tears in my eyes. Like it was, um, on, I, know, George, I know it's Bournemouth at home, but come on, like this is, it's more this than, this is a- why we love this game. This is why yeah. we love it. And I, I really do feel for people that, um, that aren't into football. Because you, you don't you don't know what you're missing. You can't explain that to someone. But like if you try and explain that to a non football person, they'll just think you're mental. But it's it, yeah, it's just it made it, best way I can describe it is it made me feel more alive than I ever have done. Mm. That's incredible. I, 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 it, it,
2: exactly that. I mm. mean, as you know, as you boys now, I've been around a long time, so I've been to billions of Arsenal games, home and away, and. I I I can't, I I mean, look, I can't compare it with Anfield because obviously that was to win the league. But it wasn't far off that feeling. And I've not felt that since the 26th of May, 1989, to that extent. Yeah, beating Spurs in five twos and now shoving against Barcelona and Welbeck. And we've had moments where we've come back. I remember being 2-0 down to Shakhtar Donetsk and we won 3-2. They're fantastic games and wonderful. However... We're going for the league here and you have to win games like that. And you have to show your mentality, your fighting mentality to come back to be able to do that. So for me, it was magnificent. It was emotional. It was unbelievable. And what I loved even more than anything was watching the bench run on the pitch. Now, the game wasn't over. I mean, it was literally over five seconds after he, you know, blew the whistle. But however, I watched our whole management team, our substitutes, come on that pitch and celebrate like we'd won the league. Now, I love it. To me, that shows emotion, passion, excitement. That's what we want. We don't want anything else. I didn't really care what the newspaper said. Don't care what Richard Keyes says. I couldn't care less about any of them. However, when I watched that, and it was right opposite me, I, I, I welled up. I had my head in my hands going, oh, my God, probably swearing. Um, I was being cuddled by Carl, cuddled by my neighbour as well. We're all going mental. And, I mean, people have to understand if you're not there, I mean, everybody in that ground, apart from Bournemouth fans, are losing their shit. They, mm. it, it's just... I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I've, you know and man, as...
1: No, man, you make a good point, you know, because like the, the, I, everyone was on the pitch. I mean... When the goal went in, mm. goal hit the floor, Gabriel was on the floor, Cinchenko was pumped like he normally is. You don't experience that, you don't experience that kind of feeling in football matches all the time. It is very rare as a football sport you'll get games like that. But the key thing that like you mentioned, um, we're going for a league title here and the importance of um not dropping points at home and obviously City playing earlier. There's a culmination of I like I said it, I was emotional, not crying, but it was it was emotional, it was, because it just the way that panned out was it was incredible. It's like a movie, honestly. You,
2: it, it's a movie that you would have gone that's a little bit far-fetched. The boy's yeah. been injured. The boy's not played. The boy comes on, on his weaker foot, smashes it. I don't know how many times I've watched it. And I, I, I keep watching it. Every time I get goosebumps and you see all these people making videos up to it with the music and oh my life, it's like, it's the most incredible moment. I don't even know how to explain it. All I know is that when I left my office on Friday with Liverpool, West Ham, my manager's Tottenham and one of my branches, my other branches are West Ham and Tottenham. I, I don't say anything anymore. I just walk in and smile. I don't do anything. You know, I'm sure the Tottenham fan would ruse the day I ever joined that company because I only joined it last May. So he's going to have a very hard time if we win that league.
1: Amanda, sorry, if I was
2: a Spurs fan now, I wouldn't want to be working with me. Trust me, I don't say anything. I just pick up my Arsenal mug and drink and carry on working. We don't have to say anything. You just know that this is the most incredible season. And I've told you, and I'll tell you I'm blue in the face, enjoy every game. Do not take any of this for granted. We may never have this again. Sorry, Albert. I'm just
1: having no, my emotional no, that's right. moment. That's all right. I was going to say <laughs> two things quickly. are right, man. No, that kind no. Oh,
2: I just I was going to bring him up. He, oh,
1: he, my he, God. He was smiling in the studio. I was crying, man. <laughs> and I saw his, his reaction watching the game with the studio. But also, as well, um, you guys probably seen a lot of the commentary for the goal. Um, I know Rafaela Souza, the Brazilian centre-back for women, Arsenal Ladies, said it in her Instagram story, but in the Brazilian commentary, absolutely first class.
2: Oh, I need to watch that. I haven't seen
1: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What's what I mean. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, You know, I'd, I'd love to have heard someone like Peter Drury do that goal. Wow. Because I think he's the best in the business personally. Um, oh, can
2: you imagine what he would, I'd have been crying. <laughs> and then, and then, then, then what happens is we're all up. Yeah. We're waiting for the whistle to go. Obviously then no one leaves. I don't see anyone walking out then. And I think the Bournemouth players fall on the pitch. I think the Arsenal players fall on on the pitch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've
2: never heard – it's so loud. It was – I do feel sorry for people that are not into football. Madness. Because what else would give you that (laughs) in that moment of time where there are, say, 59,000 Arsenal fans in one room and billions round the world. And the same moment, we're all jumping for joy. The whistle goes, my head goes, five points clear, still top of the league, still in our hands. How the effing hell did we do this? We were two nil down. I'm so proud of them. I'm so beyond proud. I can't even begin to tell you how I feel. Watching the players come up to us, Celebrating with us, the players absolutely love the fans at the Emirates. Trust me, years ago it wasn't like this, it really wasn't. Everyone is one. You even had, um, I don't know if Jesus was at the game yesterday, but he was,
1: he was, he was. He yeah. was.
2: Uh, what I love and if you watch Mikel he doesn't go on the pitch he runs up and down the touchline I don't think he knows what to do and then this little kid comes near him which I don't even know where this kid appeared from
1: I don't know what happened with that
2: I mean I wanted to run on the pitch I'm on the East End Upper 14 rows up I'd need a parachute down I wanted to be on that pitch with 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 the boys and all of a sudden you're going how two nil how's this happen and Reese Nelson, I was thinking of his parents and his friends and his family at that moment. What his mum and dad must only think and feel so proud that their son has come through so much adversity with injuries to score a winner that possibly, when we look back, might win us the league. Touch wood, I'm not saying we're going to win the league. I'm not saying that. Possibly. Yeah. Boys, could we ever... Ex- I mean, I mean, it's only going to get worse. We've got games coming out. It's only going to get worse. Every game, we're going to be desperate to win. And if we do win the league, what game's going to decide it? What moments are going to be for what players? You know, i I've often arguing with boys in my firm whether they would have Rashford or Saka. Now, for me, Saka was quite quiet yesterday. He looked tired yesterday. I don't know if you two felt that. I didn't really see the Saka that we see every game. And he's every right to have a quiet game. I've got no issues with that. But when they say I'd take Rashford over Saka, I think they're all mad. I think I, I argue to the hilt, Albert. I mean, what what is the world coming to when people can't see that he's he's absolutely world class? And he was slightly quiet yesterday.
1: Yeah, people are going to defend their own, isn't it? Listen, I've seen a lot of No, no, fans. they're
2: West Ham fans, Albert. Okay, they're yeah. not Man United fans. Okay. They're literally sitting there going, I'd have Rashford.
1: Mm. And I'm like... I mean, yeah. I mean I've I mean, i I I mean, heard the famous Brian Clough say um, football's a bad opinion, but <laughs> even that's to me is a bit, I'm like, mm, uh, OK, uh, you, you know, I, sometimes I just don't argue with certain people, but that's just me. Because um, <laughs> logic should, your eyes don't lie to you. Like, Saka's done it, not just domestically, and in, he's done it internationally as well. Um, can I
2: just it. say something? Barnaby, bless him, after being stuffed by their rivals 7-0, is the United fan that watches every week, has just said Sack a best English player, and I'm a United fan. And Barnaby, we're gonna talk about your game in a moment. Please stay with us. Um, we will be kind, but yeah. if a if a United fan is saying that, Albert.
1: Yeah, listen, Amanda, there's some there's there's some there are some sensible no BS football fans out there. Um I said this about Saka, is that for me, when youngsters get an opportunity to break into the first team, are, are they going to grab it by the scruff of the neck? And for me, from what I've seen, and he's only 21, he, he's better than what I thought he was ever going to be. Um, and, and the scary thing is, the scary thing is even on top of that, is he's about seven, eight years off of his peak. <laughs> and he's performing at domestic and international level, as he has done. Um I think people get, they get scared of things to call people world-class, but at the moment he is. It's, it's yeah. not an exaggeration. You can talk about the likes of, I don't know, Vinicius Junior at Madrid, who's just levels as well. Saka's in that conversation. He, if he continues to do what he's done in the last two years, for the next three or four years, you're arguing against the, the bleeding obvious to me. I, I don't really see that much of a conversation. He, he delivers week in, week out. He started a season where a lot of teams were doubling up on him and it's always going to be the case. Everton done it the other week with Mikhelenko and Dwight McNeil. They did it yesterday. Teams are going to do that. And even then, even with them games, Amanda, he still pulled seven, eights out of 10s. He was better in the second half of today, but in the first half, a bit quiet. But mm. his, his level of consistency and the way he... When you watch him, people, the way he keeps the ball is incredible in tight areas, especially. Um not seen a, not seen a wide player like it particularly definitely english player anyway um so yeah I, I can't speak highly enough about the young man he's an amazing young man first and foremost but oh, he's, a super, just he's a he's a cool. he's a supremely talented footballer as well
2: i literally sit there james and and, and i promise you these are proper um match going fans um one two two or three west ham one spurs proper, we have proper chats about football, you know, really good. They all say Rashford. And I sit there and I go, no disrespect to Rashford, a great player, but he's not Saka. And I said, how many times have you watched him? Maybe you haven't watched him enough. I I just don't get it.
0: I I think people are trying to wind you up there, to be honest. (laughs) I can't can't think of any other reason for it. Rashford's had a great season. Um, I, I definitely think he looks like a better player than he has done in previous years, but they're they're different players, and one of them is better than the other. Like, it's just, it's, there's a reason why one of them was starting week in, week out for England at the World Cup. Um, Saka, I've got absolutely no hesitation in saying it. He is world class, and he's the closest player we've got to a Ballon d'Or winner. Um, no hesitation whatsoever in saying that he is a unique footballer, he's got the ability to change a game entirely on his own. The ball sticks to his feet like glue. Um, He never puts a bad ball in. His shots are fantastic. He's so two-footed now as well. He is mature way beyond his years. I think he's 21 is ridiculous. It's he's been playing at this level for at least two seasons now. I think he's taken it up a level this season, but he was definitely, definitely getting there last season. He's added and... goals, isn't it? He's added goals. He's added goals, know? he's yeah. added assists, yeah, yeah. he's added all-round play. He's added strength as well. Like that's a huge yeah. asset to his game. Like huge. Um he's just a bit of a bully as well, which I really like about him, you know, because he's a really nice kid and everything, but on the football pitch, like he, he he's going to bully you, like he's going to run at he's you. He's gonna to get that, the ball. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: got tenacity, and I love that about him. And it's not just him though, because we've got a lot of players this season that I don't think you could call all of them world class. I think a lot of them you could call very, very good. But I think there's a lot of players in there that are teetering on world class. I think Partey definitely is in oh, the world class yeah. bracket. Early guys getting
2: that. Party is getting better and better every game.
1: Second half, amazing yesterday.
2: Yeah, second oh. half, very half good.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, 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 there were things that I saw yesterday that highlighted that he's, he was coming back from a slight knock. I mean, obviously, giving away the free kick, which then led to the corner, which he also gave away, and then losing his man on the corner. Like He didn't cover himself in glory there. But he, the way, again, another player, the ball just sticks to his feet. Passing, impeccable. Um, intelligence as well. Like It's almost like when the ball is at his feet, everything else slows down around him. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how it feels. He just has that ability to pick out a pass that none of us are even looking at, but also to have that defensive acumen to his game as well. I mean, he he's, you know, you won't find a player like him. I don't think, I, I know of a player that can do what he does and we're so lucky to have yeah, him. Such a brilliant, brilliant very asset very to this team. Um, we've got, you know, watching the Liverpool game today, have <laughs> to have him fit for that game. Forget oh, all the good, others. Yeah. He has to be fit for Liverpool away because he will be the difference in that game.
2: As much yeah. as we wanted, and we'll go on to this. As much as we wanted Liverpool to beat United, we've got to play Liverpool way. Yeah. We really do well at Anfield. Yeah. We couldn't have played them in the last two months, could we? <laughs> They've been absolutely diabolical. Um, this always happens to us, like Everton. Um, it's going to be tough. I think I didn't watch most of the game. I saw up to about four nil. Then I saw five. Then I heard it was six. Then I couldn't believe it went to seven. Um, and as I said, we have got a United fan in here. But Gary Neville's levels of absolute hypocrisy. <laughs> James, <laughs> I need to... Uh, Shall I play this? What I played to you, James, at the beginning? Because this this is Gary Neville for you. Hold on, everybody. One sec. Go on, Amanda. They won't
0: win the league. The Manchester City will win the league. And I think Manchester United will finish second. <laughs>
2: <laughs> someone sent me that video. Um, He's, anyway, he's just, I don't know what he's going to come out with tonight. I don't know how he's going to justify his team losing seven. I mean, it's bad enough losing 7 nil to your rivals, Albert, to your rivals. Mm. They hate each other. We know that. It's like us losing 7 nil to Spurs. I don't think I could go out.
1: It's funny because I was—I I watched the game. I was watching it more so um, the, the the analysis afterwards So they had um, the they had Carragher, Sunus, and um, Keane and um, Neville the studio, and obviously Soonest and um, Carragher just very smug sitting. <laughs> and you could see Gary Neville—he looked for Lord. He, and he looked like he was biting. I, I, and I get it, like your your team got hammered 7-0 and you're commenting on the game. I get it, but yeah, yeah, he's. I, it, when he, do, when he does speak about football generally, Amanda, like I would say over the last couple of years, there are a lot of things that I do agree with him. He, you know, he speaks well, but I think this season, like many of the guys in the the broadcasting media side of it, um, who probably played against Arsenal, ex-footballers, especially. Yeah. You're seeing the true colors, man. And they find it a lot more difficult as the games go by week in, week in, week out, um, to, to, to deny Arsenal are serious title contenders. Um, he probably said another four or five games, to be honest with you. Let, let him say it. You know, it, it doesn't really... I don't really listen to him in that sense. Um, but, uh, man, you know what is? it is? Uh, we, we've seen uh, particularly ex-players uh, talk... And not just ex-Man United players, by the way. Like I've seen a lot of players that play for other clubs talk about Arsenal in terms of um, not getting it done potentially. Yeah. Um, when they weren't really great footballers, but that's another subject. That's another podcast we'll do. But um Amanda, let him keep talking, man. Um yeah. Gary Neville's got a lot to say most of the time, anyway. So <laughs> let him keep talking, man.
2: I think James, that the funny thing is about it is that he's quite defensive, Gary Neville, isn't he? Very, I think he's absolutely brilliant on Twitter. I love it when he actually has meltdowns. Um and he and he just he, he just needs to hold his hands up now, James, doesn't he? I mean, he actually pays us no respect whatsoever. Everyone is waiting for us to collapse. Everyone's talking about the Arsenal collapse and the Man City running. Well, listen out, people. We're not collapsing because if we were going to collapse, it would have been yesterday.
0: Neville, in particular, is one of those ones that will just not accept change that. that was funny i i mean i i remember going um back to that game and we lost to brentford at the start of last season the things he's yeah. saying about arsenal's transfer strategy like i haven't got a clue what their strategy is i mean what, what exactly is united's strategy i mean bringing in vecos from turkey like come on is that really you know i know it's a stopgap signing but is that really what united wants to be doing um i i i f- I think he speaks well, he's quite eloquent, mm. he, he sounds intelligent. Um, yeah. but it is this season where he it's it's that it's got yeah, he just doesn't want to accept yeah. what is happening, and I think he's so envious of Arsenal because he wants that to be Man United, and that's why he's coming out and saying that nonsense that United are gonna finish second. I am conscious that we've got a Man United fan watching this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my tongue and I'm not gonna say anything too too out there. But I, I've never regarded United being in a title race. I definitely think they've no, improved, but I've never ever thought this is a United team that's in the title race. Because if you look at some of the games they have played um, and some of the chances they've conceded, I mean, I, I watched them play Leicester at home where they won that game comfortably. First twenty-five minutes, they yeah. should have been 3 0 down. Like Absolutely. They were really poor in that in that opening period of the game. Um, when they struggled at home to Leeds, and when they played Leeds away, and they were very fortunate to win that game as well. Um, and if you look at the underlying numbers, they're just not a team that that look like they're going to push for the title. And obviously, it's Neville's team. He's going to have bias towards them. Fair play, but he's just spouting absolute nonsense. And I, I get the bias, but you know, I'm not saying praise Arsenal to to the to the hilt, but at least recognize yeah where the direction of the club is going because even if we don't win the league this season, the flip of the switch from that Brentford game and the start of last season is massive. And I hope that he would recognise that. Um I don't really care what his opinion is come the end of the season because if we <laughs> win it, like you know I'm not gonna be looking for what Gary Neville says to be honest. It's there will probably to. come a time, you know, a week or two later where I check in to see what he says. Um, but it's just yeah, you know one of the big boys is coming out to play and obviously it's, it's an, an old foe of United and I, I I just I would love to see how he reacted in the aftermath of that game today it was absolutely fantastic that bit of commentary called, between he, him he and called, Neville he called, um, he, yeah. called yeah.
1: he called Jamie Carragher James man because he was rattled man he was. yeah I mean it was just fantastic <laughs> where, where he was saying you, you
0: don't go to Anfield and and lose uh, you don't go to Anfield and lose 7-0 and Carragher's like they do today Uh, He's just like, yeah, do one. It was, um, I mean, you can't be doing that on Sky Sports as a professional pundit, but fantastic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do
2: have Barnaby, who, bless him, is the only United fan that has stayed with me since Mark Goldbridge was on. (laughs) And Mark Goldbridge today, you need to go and watch the video. I'm sending my condolences out to Mark. Um, One of his videos (laughs) when he leaves the chair is just too funny. However... Barnaby says Neville is clueless. He didn't even want Ten Hag, who has done such a great job. And I have to hold my hands up here. I have been saying for about two weeks that I thought United were in the race. Carl kept saying to me, no way. They're nowhere near it. They're Mm. not going to catch us. They're not good enough. And I kept arguing with him, even up to this afternoon. I said, we desperately need Liverpool to win. I don't care how many the win by, I went. I thought maybe 1-0. 2-1, two one they might have got. I didn't I can't believe anyone would have even thought they'd score seven. Liverpool have not Madness. even been playing that well. They've started the last couple of matches to to come back to a little bit, but I like this from <laughs> that is quite funny. Seven hog instead of ten hog. Oh Brenny K, seventy four you may oh, be But I do love the fact that Barnaby is here every week and he's the only United fan in here and he knows he's very welcome. I do love having rival fans here. Um, Gary Neville will (laughs) just be getting bucket loads on Twitter from all fans. It'll be Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans. Oh, it's just Um, quite funny. And City fans, probably.
1: I don't know if you saw the footage when um, when Fulham played recently in a Premier League game but. And the Wolves fans were giving Neville pelters. It was, it was a let. I don't know if you heard about it or saw it. It's Gary Neville. They were singing Gary Neville is a W something 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 something. Right. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. I
2: just, well, the thing is, he puts himself out there and he says, no. he says, he took maybe, it fair
1: enough, though. He did take it, fair
2: enough. Yeah. And, and not only that, and I mean, you've got a radio station that I'm not going to mention the name of that yeah, this cool. week have just gone to town and Arsenal and it's just brilliant. The only problem is. I don't normally react, and I reacted, and that's what they want, and that's why they do it, people. That is exactly why they do it, right? So, oh God, Reese Nelson. Honestly, yeah, I totally. wonder if we'll ever experience something like that ever again. Well, who knows? In the next, well, we mm. got two months left yeah. in this yeah. season. No, March, April, May, nearly three months. If we're gonna win it, where we're we gonna win it now? People in the chat room, I'd like to ask you a question and you can answer this while I ask the boys. In your heart of hearts, do you think Arsenal are going to win it? I don't want... Well, I'm not on that train yet. It's over a yes or a no. Come and tell me whether you think Arsenal are going to win it. James?
0: After yesterday, I'd be devastated if we didn't. Um, yeah. I think moments like that have to matter um, because obviously... Going back seven years to the game against Leicester when Welbeck put that in. I mean, the euphoria around that. And then we curtailed almost immediately after yep. that game. Like, exactly. it was awful. Um, obviously, that happened a bit earlier on in the season. And we're a bit closer to the finish line now. But you have to make that moment count for something. And I was looking at that game against Fulham and I was thinking, OK, if we can get a point there, that's, that's a decent result. I mean, they're a team that are in really good shape this season. You know, we're coming up against Williams, so it's a foregone conclusion that he scores. But I'm looking at that game now thinking, got to win that game. Like we can win that game. And I do if there was ever a game that's going to make me believe we'd win the title, it was definitely yesterday. Because all of those things coming together, it it felt like a sense of destiny. It felt a lot more significant than the win over United. Um for me, yeah, I I, I do believe we'll go on to win it.
2: I've only got one mo- one at the moment uh, or two that are saying no. The rest I've put up are saying yes. Albert, what train are you on? The yes train or the new train?
1: Um, I was asked this a couple of days ago, actually. Um, it's a hard one, Amanda, because we like when we played City, people were going, oh, that, you, when it got rearranged, like, that's going to be the game where you can sort of definitively answer whether Arsenal are going to win the league. We lose the game, everyone's down and out. But I'm like... This city side, I'm just still not. I'm not. I'm not convinced, man. I just. just I think they will drop points. Um, yeah. I think it, the way we're playing at the moment and the momentum, even before we get to the game where we play City, um, City, Amanda. We could possibly even probably extend the lead, or still be at that cushion of five points. That looking at the fixtures we've got and who they've got to play, because um, they keep talking about oh, there's this run that City are going to go on. They've not had it. Um. Can we win it, Amanda? Of course we can. Uh, will we... Actually, ask me for the City game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be on the City game, <laughs> isn't still it? Got a few game- we've still got a few games. We've got, like, like, what, four or five games after City? But I-, I think you can give a definitive answer then,
2: 100%. Okay, interesting. So, the United fan thinks we're going to win it by a point. Interesting. Mm. Don't think my heart can take it. Um, do Anonymous, yes, bar and cons- catastrophic injuries. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about injuries. I'm just going to put up the ones that said no. Okay. Um, Adam Park said, Newcastle and City away will maybe kill us. I think we may just miss out like top four last season. Uh, Matthew D'Souza said no because can't keep going to the well different if it was six games to go no striker, and we're iffy both ends yeah but
0: I'm going to completely disagree with that comment because (laughs) let's not forget we're doing this yesterday we won that game with With our first choice striker and our second choice striker and the third choice striker also went off Mm. so that is absolute nonsense we've got Jesus coming back into this team we've got Smith Rowe coming back you know he's not up to speed yet but he will get there We've got the, I think the international break is coming at a great time for us because yeah. with this Trossard injury, he'll come back. Hopefully, ready for the Liverpool game. No, nah, sorry, that's nonsense. Like, we should be, oh, if okay. we lose the league in that, in this, these second, these last few months, it will either be because we lose so many players to injury or there'll be a massive, massive drop off in mentality. And, and, to add we, to, and to add to that cookie
1: as well, Amanda, we're the only team in the Premier League that have got two players in double figures for goals. And okay. it's going to be free. Yeah, one-off. Cookie, Arsenal scored 61 goals in the Premier League last season. We're already on 59 with a dozen games to go. Um, That's a drastic improvement. Also,
2: you've got to remember something else. Jesus coming back. Jesus can push us over the line. That is going to be an incredible day when he does. Most people are agreeing with you, Cookie. Um, Cookie, (laughs) Carl Stark, Cookie cooking and roasting the comments. Mm. Hey, um, well, I see
0: Matthew's followed that up with Jesus hey, is not going to be anywhere near his best for ages. Might be the case, might not be the case. I mean, we've left him out. We, we've left him in a precautionary state for so long now. I mean, we know he's back in first team training. I think he's one of those players that will come back straight into the team and be at the level. You've got to remember, he's not a young kid. like He's in his mid-twenties. I expect him to come back and it might mm-hmm. take him a game or two. But If we can get him fit for that home leg against Sporting, get him in there, get him in the game. I think we've got Palace at home after that. Yeah. Then he's got the international break to rest up for two weeks. Then it's Leeds. And then yep. it's Liverpool. But yep. like, This is the perfect opportunity. I and mean, it gives him a month, pretty yep. much, like at least three weeks to yep. get up to speed before a massive game away at Liverpool. So no, 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 I can't agree okay. with that. I think him coming back is huge. However,
2: play. Matthew is entitled to his opinion. We may not agree with him, but we do appreciate a difference of opinion here. Um, Karen Russell says, massive, massive to have Jesus back for the run-in. Gerard, welcome to the show. The belief is there in the players, the manager and the club that's what counts. The fans having the belief is great but doesn't count quite as much as what Arteta has built and you know what I think we are the 12th man. We've always been the 12th man this season and we will continue to be as well. Guys we are way over here. Um, Sorry to have kept you but it's been such an amazing show I just want to get your I know hour and 15 nearly it's just gone so quick Perfect. it's great. Albert (laughs) Sporting away, Thursday night, 5.45pm kickoff for us. Yes. Um, Not great for the people trying to get back from work. However, what's your prediction? First of all, sorry, I wanted to ask you a quick question. If you don't mind, if you two don't mind hanging on for a few more minutes. Um, Just wanted to talk to you about a lot of people are saying they want to throw the Europa. They just want to send the reserves out um, and, and go for the league. I want to go for both. I want to win a European trophy. Um, however, what's your view on that? Uh,
1: yeah, I've had this. I've had this come up a lot in the last sort of week, ten days. Um, the thing is, there's some of the guys I know. The, I know the likes of ESR and Nelson, in particular, coming back from injury and they need to be bedded in. But I think you can have a mixture of experience and youth. I know people saying, "Rest the." Listen, we're, we're in a knockout stage of the competition. We have some fringe players that have not not had a lot of game time, i.e. Tierney's and uh, what's his name? I'm going have forgot his name now. Um, Vieira. Um, these players need to step up, and we need to rely on these players to come in. So, I-, I need to see a mixture of both, and not completely, as some people might say, throw away the competition.
0: Okay. I think, from my point of view, I yeah, I definitely don't want to see us throw it away. But I also think those fringe players have the quality to beat a, a sporting Lisbon team that have been a bit stuttering this season. I mean, they've still been good, but I mean, I, I think they're third in their league. I mean, it's the Portuguese league as well, so we should beat them. Um, you know, we might not get the win in the away leg, but I'd certainly expect us to, to put in a good performance, not lose, and then hopefully get the win back of the at the Emirates at the very least. But I think it all comes down to sensible rotation. Like, yes. I think if you make 11 changes, then that's that that's asking for trouble I mean if you're throwing Rob Holding and Kivior together as a defensive partnership and expecting that to work I think that's mental but mm. you know put Saliba alongside Kivior um, you know you've got two solid fullbacks in Tierney and Tomiyasu um, plays Jorginho Vieira and Erdegaard so you know you've still got an experienced midfield albeit maybe a little slow one mm. and then up front definitely start Nelson definitely start Smith on the left can't have you can't say fairer than that both quality players and then through the middle if he's back fit Eddie and Ketia simple as that yeah
2: yeah. Interesting what Matthew said. First leg of the quarterfinal would be three days before the Anfield game. So, this is where I suppose people are saying... It's very split in the comments about people are just saying the league, no, I want to win both, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So, Albert, what's your prediction for... Thursday? It's very hard because we don't know the team, but mm. if you can just give me a rough prediction for, for Thursday and then Fulham, please.
1: Yeah, they're not going to be pushover sport in Lisbon, but... Um... I I'm gonna go Arsenal to get a one one draw. Um, Fulham, we we defensively we need to step up a little bit better because Fulham have been brilliant this season. I think they're seventh in the league. Um got some good players, man, and they're away from home. So hoy, that's a tough one. Um let's go two one Arsenal and be positive. Albert, and what about
2: Fulham?
1: 2 1, 2 1. 1 1 in Europa oh. League, 2 uh, 1 Arsenal to beat Fulham. Cooks?
0: Hmm. I think the sporting game, irrespective of the result, will be a really, really good game. I expect it to be open, expansive, fun to watch. Hopefully that goes in our favour. So I'm going to go 2 1 Arsenal for that game. Kivy or both goals. And. <laughs> Fulham's tough. tough. Yeah, Fulham is a really tough game. And the William factor does make me feel sick to my stomach. So. um. <laughs> Oh, God, they are a really good team. Like, I think anyone thinking this is a foregone conclusion is mental. Like, it's not. It's a really tough game. I'm going to be optimistic. I think if we get an early goal, then it's all there for us. I do see them scoring, unfortunately. Um, But I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal. Okay, so
2: I've gone 1-0 against Sporting and I've gone 1-0 to Arsenal at Fulham. Because I think coming back from Europa, some of them will be playing and stuff like that couple more things just before we go. Karen Russell wants to know, when will we be celebrating St. Totteringham Day? We haven't done for such a long time. I don't know when it's possible. Um, I don't you really might as care. well now, to be honest. Yeah, I don't really care, to be honest. They're really nothing to us. We, we All we're worrying about is City losing games. That's it. Oh, but it will be a lovely day um, when it comes, not if, when it comes. Um, our Man United fan weirdly wants us to win the league there's a shock please just keep winning Gunners this year is your best chance we know we are going to try and the last but not least and how could we not end it with David Ziegler all the way in the States saying today's podcast is now in the eighth of a minimum of six added minutes this is why I love my viewers our viewers are just brilliant Um, and on that note we are running 18 minutes over I don't care. I'm in (laughs) charge. I'll go as long as I can. Um, Guys in the chat room, you've been remarkable, brilliant. The next time we're going to see you is actually on game day because we play Fulham next Sunday and we'll be back Sunday night. We've got Sporting Lisbon on Thursday. We've got uh, Fulham two o'clock away on Sunday. James, Albert, as ever, superb. Love you both. I love you even more now because Nielsen did that. <laughs> Nelson, not Nielsen. Nelson did that. It's been an amazing weekend for Arsenal. It really has. We carry on. Game by game. Listen to Auntie Amanda. Game by game. Let's not think any more ahead. I think it's my age. Thank you all for listening. Please press like. Please press subscribe. Please go and tweet, tweet Gary Neville and everyone. Have some laughs. Listen, we deserve it. Arsenal 3, Bournemouth 2. That's us out. Happy Sunday evening. Bye from everyone at Top of the League. Good night, mm. everyone. Always Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.